I'm Celeste. And I'm Amanda. And, and we, we are, are the, the Boss, Boss Ladies. Ladies. We're getting really good at that. Um, so today's topic is four life lessons. Start over. Um, four <laughs> life lessons from Ben Franklin, the man himself. Uh, or if you want to abbreviate that, you can call him Bimf or Bimf. It's hard to say with an N. Um, anyways, uh, so basically today is about uh, being prepared and um, what we can learn from Ben Franklin. So Chris, this is Chris's bright idea. Um, why don't you lead into like the first thing that we can learn from Ben Franklin about being prepared? Uh, so this was a really cool article that I found that was just talking about different things that you could learn from Benjamin Franklin. And the first one was waste not. Uh, his quote was, do not squander time for that. That is the stuff the, or life is made of. Sorry. So what did you guys think of waste not? Uh, I know we talk about this all the time. Like we've talked about it before on Boss Ladies about <laughs> like it could be for anything uh, wasting time, whether it's at work or at home or like utilizing your time better. A lot of us, literally probably every single person that is active on social media knows that they waste time on social media. Um, so I know for me, like I have weird sleeping habits and I have a really bad habit of not sleeping and I consider that wasting time. Uh, just scrolling on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is, trying to like catch up, or if I'm just like messing around, and I know that that's like a huge time waster because there's a time and place because everybody needs to be on social media. You know, if you're going a business or a brand, but it's about utilizing your time properly. I think it's a it's great actually for anyone for everyone, whether it be you know business related or personal, just to be better about your time. Um, social media is a big one. I think a lot of people waste a lot of time on social media. And, um, and I remember bringing this up in a previous episode where we were talking about um, how em sometimes employers don't let you get on either Facebook or Instagram. And uh, one of my comments was that I believe that potentially it's because they think you're just like sitting there wasting time, which is possible. Um, it's highly likely that you are like probably, f maybe you do need to go on and make a post and uh, you know, whatever it's for, but I know for me, like probably half the time, I'm, I'm just wasting time. Cause like you get to scrolling and you're like, oh, you know, and you like, like shit and you share shit. And like, I just wanted to bring this up as an example. Um, Boo is just sitting here um, and she was looking up like some, um, uh, what is it, culture? Pop culture. Pop culture uh, stuff going on for us to talk about uh, during Boss Ladies After Dark. And she shows me this article. She was just scrolling and definitely just wasting time, but for a good cause, I guess. Um, and the uh, title of the article is Marathon Runner Finishes Race with His Peen and Balls Fully Out. <laughs> and it's stuff like that, which is so funny. And you're like, oh, I'm going to share this with everybody. It's hilarious. But it, like, starts leading to, like, wasting time. I would totally read the entire article, which I'm going to after this. <laughs> so uh, wasting time, obviously, on, you know, reading articles, uh, online shopping, whatever, honestly. Uh, uh, just about anything that... that um, keeps you from being productive or from doing whatever you're supposed to be doing can be considered wasting time, even if it's something else that, that I, I guess in another context could be productive is a time waster. Um, and then also I think procrastinating is huge. Um, and that's something that for me, um, that's like my big one is sometimes either putting something off and then, you know, coming back to it later or, and then doing something else. So again, doing something else in place of the, 
what I'm supposed to be doing at that time. I literally titled an email today, hi, my name's Celeste and I'm a procrastinator. Because <laughs> I am the same, like, it's just procrastination is like the biggest thing for me and uh, I'm aware of it and it's like something I try to be aware of and like work on but it's just like my nature I guess but which is not an excuse but it is a hu I think a lot of people do that like in school you wait till the very yes. last second <laughs> Booge, you don't go to school <laughs> Booge doesn't go to class um, you know waiting to the very last second to do a project although I do think that I work better under pressure and that's my excuse but um, it is like I would wait wait till the last minute to read you know 100 pages in a book for English or you know whatever it is and like it's the biggest time waster because first of all that's not effective you're just like cramming and you're not going to remember it and then I don't know so I, I agree with procrastination and I think everybody can probably agree with that too so maybe we should come up with some kind of method well there this is kind of twofold um I've always been a little bit different be between the way my grandmother and grandfather always were and the way they kind of taught me how to be my grandmother was very punctual and very good at getting things done early and then my father was always you know why put off today or why put off till tomorrow what you can do today and I kind of carried that even into college where if they gave me 30 days to do something I would do it that day because then I had 29 days to relax and there was a study done on college students and if you gave them 30 days to do a task or 30 minutes they would almost they would turn in almost the exact same project. That's crazy, but I believe it. I'm the opposite of you, which is weird because we're both Libras. Uh, by the way, Chris just had a birthday, so happy birthday to Chris. How old are you now? Thirty-two. <laughs> uh, we're like holding our backs oh, in our thirties. Uh, my birthday is coming up next weekend, actually, and I'm going to be thirty-one. I'm not even sad. I'm just accepting it. Uh, but I think that's super interesting because I like when you're un like going back to being under pressure. You know, if you have thirty minutes to do something you kill it and you're like, okay, I only have 30 minutes, but if you have 30 days, you're like, oh, I have so much time to do this, you know, let me go play Halo or whatever kids do. <laughs> um, and then, you know, be Destiny stuck last Destiny <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you kids do. Uh, so, no, that's, that's a huge one. The, s the second one that was brought up was learn. Being ignorant is not so much a shame as being unwilling to learn. Well, I think that we all are constantly learning no matter what. Um, every day, literally, you learn something whether you realize it or not, and it helps you, it like uh, molds you or changes you in uh, some way to be a better person for the next day, hopefully. I know that I, there's so much shit that I don't know, and I'm like always willing to learn. Like, <clears throat> going back to wrestling, like something that was huge, uh, in the industry, in that world, was to um, pick somebody that you idolize, or you love their style, or you love their character, or you love uh, their moveset, or whatever, um, and learn from them. And p never pick more than three, because if you go to to you know 50 different wrestlers and you're like, I like this about you, tell me, you know, how can I learn from you? I like this about you, how can I learn from you? every single person's gonna give you a different answer and you're just gonna end up more confused and probably offending certain people that you went to to ask for, for advice. So that was something that always uh, stuck with me and resonated with me is uh, find somebody that you love what they do and how they do it and you know, the path that they chose and learn from it. Obviously make it your own and cause you, know, you are your own person and you're gonna do things a certain way no matter what, but 
to pick certain people and pull the things that you love about them and like what they've done and how they did it and to kind of form your own method, I think is like a really good attitude to have. Booj, what do you think? You're still in school, so how do you do it? I just procrastinate all the time and I wait to the last minute to do most of the stuff in school. And Booj okay. doesn't normally go to class either. <laughs> I don't. We're so perplexed on like she how she's gonna lately. graduate. She has been going lately actually, yeah. But um, I go when I have to. My favorite class that Bouge <laughs> took uh, last semester was victimology, which I still don't understand. Do you? I didn't really go to class. <laughs> she didn't even go to class. Um, so you're a college student right now. Do you feel like most of your classmates procrastinate yeah. like you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like maybe like out of a class of like 40, five of them will be like on time. Nerds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. They probably have really good grades. <laughs> yeah, they probably have really high G GPAs too. No, but like even the friends that I have, like they do the same. Like I'm like, hey, did you do it yet? They're like, no, do. Like, no. Yeah, it's just like a like a it's contagious, I think. Like, cause if you if there was one, probably one friend in your uh, group or your mm -hmm. circle that had already done it, maybe mm -hmm. would kind of like put, kick you in the ass to to start doing it sooner. Or, or just ask them like, hey, can I see it? Hey, can I copy <laughs> your work? Yeah. All right, this is not a lesson that not any of us need to be learning right now. So I like this lesson about learning um, because I guess adding to, you know, the college student topic, you know, you, you go to school and then a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm done with school. Like, I don't need to learn anymore. I don't need to read books anymore. I don't need to continue my education anymore when I think it's really important to continue to do that. Um, learning as much as you can even when you get out of school is something that you should do for the rest of your life. Um, something that I've been doing a lot of since I graduated and something that Chris like is really passionate about too is like making sure that you uh, that you uh, surround yourself with people that you can learn from. So whether it be for your business or for just personal like what can you what can you learn from each person that enters your life and how can it like you know, whatever it is that they teach you, help you grow as a person or, again, with your business or, or what have you. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of how I approach a lot of things. Um, when I was in college, I did have a very interesting professor. I will say that he more or less grew up in MIT. His father was one of the top researchers in the country in exercise science and, like, everything else. So he literally spent from, like, two years old until 15 in MIT's like research facility and things like that. So he's kind of an interesting cat. Um, but he, he gave us some uh, information on one of the first days of class and he had already given us homework to read and I actually skimmed it. And when he said what he said, he was like, okay, you know, cause he had a feeling nobody read and he's like, what do you know, what do you guys think of this? And if I'm correct, raise your hand. And like the entire class raised their hand, except for I think three of us. And it was the three people that, of course, had already talked about it, and none of us thought what he said was true. And he's like, okay, every one of you that just raised your hand is pretty much a sheep, and you only raised your hand because you thought what I was telling you had to be the truth because I was the teacher or the professor. And he's like, just because I have a doctorate doesn't mean I know everything in the world, so you need to go figure it out for yourself. Ooh, I like that. That was the first day? That was like the second day of class. The first day he gave us a reading assignment. He knew nobody was going to do it because it was still the first week of school. And then the second day when we went in, he, was, he said that. 
And he was like, you know, just because somebody teach, like, he's like, listen to everybody, but, or hear everyone, but don't listen to anyone. And, and just it, make your own. Yeah. He's like, you know, you can take from everyone, but it doesn't mean that you're going to listen to everything that they're saying to you. You can take bits and pieces, you know, like everybody in this room, including Booth especially, knows that I do fantasy football. I listen to three different podcasts on a regular basis because I don't have time to sit down and spend nine hours a day like they are. Strategizing? Going, no, going through the numbers, going through who played who, who's injured, who's going to be out, you know, all that stuff. So I listen to them tell me, oh, the defensive lineman for the Steelers is out this week. Okay, that's a good thing for me to know as far as who I'm playing. But I don't listen to everything they say because it's still a, a biased opinion. And almost everything is a biased opinion it is, in some way. It's someone's, someone's opinion. Right. So, and everyone's entitled to their own, and they, everyone makes their own assumptions and, and decides what's right. Unless, right unless it's 100% based on facts. Like if they did a study and they were like, okay, you know, 99 out of 100 people have had this result. But even some of those, if the person had a hypothesis, they still try and skew those facts to fit their hypotheses a lot of times. Otherwise, they don't get their second grant. So you still have to be careful on what you listen to as far as that. So that's right. why I kind of question everything, but I like to hear from everyone. No, that makes sense. And then, you, I mean, th I think that it is different from what I said about, you know, picking, you know, maybe three people that you idolize and, you know, pulling things from, you know, learning things from them. But it is, it's good to, to like sit in a group of people or like a, your peers or whatever and do listen to everyone's opinion and, you know, but always still in the end, like form your own opinion, form your own style, form your own method and uh, way of doing things because that's what works for you and that's what works for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, you have like a, what is that? Did you already quote that? Th my professor's name was Pober. That's why I put that little note for myself. So Chris put a note and I keep thinking it's, it says power, but it says Pober. And this is like the third time I asked. <laughs> learn. Power. Power <laughs> learn. Uh, all right. So what's next, Chris? What so is number three from one, old Benji? The next one is probably one of my favorites. It's make mistakes. Um, the quote was, do not fear mistakes. Uh, you will know failure. Continue to reach out. And I mean, I think if you can't say that you've made a mistake in your life, then you're lying to yourself. <laughs> but I mean, how does everybody here feel like they've learned from mistakes or they've gotten better at learning from mistakes? Uh, I mean, I think that like literally, I mean, I think people make mistakes every day. And then it's whether, I, I know if they're significant and they're like either really humiliating or, you know, affect your business or your career or your home life or your relationship, literally those big mistakes that affect you greatly you always learn from them you never do them again if you're smart so that can go for any aspect not just like being prepared or whatever like it could be you know uh, cheating on your significant other and how maybe that ruined your family or ruined your life you know it's like you don't you make everybody make mis makes mistakes as we're human and it's like supposed to happen because that is how you learn but I think that the significant ones um, change you almost to where you 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 were so scarred or so badly affected by them that you will never do that do it again. Yeah. Um I mean that's great. Those are all great points. Um I I would just say not to be afraid of making mistakes or and 
to not punish yourself when you make a mistake. Yeah, to, that's huge. To learn from it and just kind of move on a little bit. Um, everyone talk up a little bit. Our Facebook audience is saying that they can't hear us well. And you guys have quite a bit of room on the mics before you're going to hit the peak. Okay. So. Why are we yelling? Um, and I agree with you on the, you know, be willing to make mistakes. Uh, I think that especially in 20, yeah, it's still 2017, barely. Um, in 2017, you know, everybody wants to be a perfectionist. Nobody wants to be caught doing something incorrectly or whatever. Um, I mean, I've even posted some of my videos lately because I'm still working on my personal range of motion in my squat because I have super tight hip flexors. Um, and I've asked people to give me cues uh, because I'm trying to get better. Where most people, if you try and give them a cue, even if you're 100% right, they're going to automatically take it the wrong way be because defensive. they, they want to yeah. be perfect. They, you know, everything they do has to be perfect because that's how everybody portrays everything now. It's all perfection. I think there's something huge about being, especially on social media and like if you're like in the public eye, there's something huge about being open about your mistakes. Like, hey, I tried this. Fuck, it didn't work. Like, it set me back this far or I tried this it was wrong or you know like and being vulnerable to people and them being able to relate to you more like hey I've made that mistake before too shit I'm not the only one and I think that that is uh, if your goal is to grow a brand or grow yourself or anything like that on social media it's so important to be vulnerable and like you know without writing a sob story but say you know talking about your mistakes and like what you learn from them and just I think that people can relate to that so much and it's just like a quality that a lot of people are scared to or like a you know something that a lot of people are scared to show or be vulnerable because social media is everyone's you know their it's their highlight reel and so it you know if this is supposed to be your highlight reel then you know it's hard to kind of get out of that mindset and show your mistakes or you know if you let yourself go, you know, like your, your diet or you stop working out or it's like, it's not that that's like a mistake. Sometimes just life gets in the way, but it's good to show vulnerability. I think to just in general. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree too. All right. right. So Booge, you're being quiet over there. She's being extremely quiet on us over here. She's studying. Booge knows she doesn't make mistakes. Just kidding. Booge doesn't make mistakes. (laughs) And then the last one from old Ben was make an impression. Either write something worth reading or do something worth writing. I love that quote. Because, I mean, whether it <laughs> whether it's a good impression or a bad impression, it's still an impression. I mean, obviously nobody wants to make a bad impression, but that's still something that's memorable. Um, and even if it's like not your intention, I don't think anybody tries to make a bad impression, but if you do, it's still better than making little impact or no impression at all. So I think that kind of goes along with, uh, like I could relate it to the saying, you know, no publicity is bad publicity. Um, Even though I just like to reiterate, I don't think making a bad impression is good, but going back to like learning from your mistakes, like how can I not do that again when I meet somebody for the first time? Or, you know, how can I improve my, um, you know, the, the, image that I present um, and so I think that like people always remember first impressions obviously uh, but I've ca- I've sort of actually learned to not always trust a first impression I don't know how you guys feel about that but I've had so many instances in my life 
where I was like, I had a great first impression with somebody, like, you know, according to me, and then later on, their true colors were way different than what I initially had thought, or they were a totally different person than the initial impression that I got. So I don't always trust the first impression, although I do think it is very important to, to try to make a good first impression. And that's just talking about like the initial impression, but I think what you're talking about is overall making an impression on people and whatever industry you're in or whatever the case is. I mean, I'll let you respond that, to that before I do because I know what your response is going to be. Honestly, this was actually, I was asking him before we got here, what, I asked him like twice, I was like, what, you wrote a note, this is impression, what do you mean by that? Like, obviously I thought of, oh, first impression. So I really didn't have any, a whole lot to say about this one um, because it's like, oh, duh, make a good impression, like, you keep a good impression, like, I don't know. And then I really liked your point about, like, just make an impression. So I don't really have a whole lot to say about this one because I think I'm still I, trying to figure I out. I was actually out. referring to Celeste's uh, first impression question. Uh, no, I, I agree with that. Like, um, I, yeah, I guess, I, guess I, I've, I don't like to judge a person on just one impression. Some people are really good at faking it or fitting into a uh, like a image that they think that you would want to see like okay this is I know Amanda you know this is how I'm going to make my first impression with her you know knowing you or whatever it's strategic I also think that I mean I don't know that if people maybe maybe people think that far but I think also it depends on where you meet somebody or like the circumstances of like how you meet them so it was like at a bar, you're just like throwing up on their and, shoes. And also it could be something brief and you don't really get to like how many times you just are introduced to somebody and you don't even talk to them. And yeah. then you just kind of walk away and you're like, oh, nice to meet you. But you didn't really meet them. Yeah. So that was your first meeting. But you don't you still don't know them. That's the so that's the and worst. that's a lot of people. A lot of people yeah. that I meet, that's my first meeting of them and then I talk to them later at another time. Yeah. So I don't like to go off of that first one because it's not really impactful but I think like a good going off of that like for instance expos or any kind of event we're at making an effort to if you're walking around and you're trying to network or whatever you're trying to do you have that should have that in your mind that okay this person is probably meeting a hundred people today what can I do to make an impression on them so that they will remember me even if I only say, say my name and talk to them for five seconds so I think that actually like in our world, you know, like in, within the fitness industry and stuff, we do, you know, so we're going to the uh, Phoenix Europa, um, not this weekend, but next weekend. Mm -hmm. And when we go, like, we know that we're going to meet a couple hundred people, you know, in, in the span of two days. So, and then I also know that I'm going to meet people that don't know me and, like, what can I do to make them remember, oh, sh shit, I met Celeste, she fucking tripped on her shoe. Or not that I want to try to trip in front of somebody on purpose, but making, you know, what, what can I do to makes make an impression on someone the first time even if i'm just like hey you know i'm celeste uh, you know from celestial bodies but then is that false if it's a forced action to make somebody try to remember you i don't think so to me nothing is ever false that i do because i don't think that far <laughs> i don't think that far ahead so anything but i i don't think that going into something knowing that you want to make a, an impression on somebody is giving off a false like pretense of who you are as long as you're you know you're saying you're introducing yourself as you 100 percent and it's genuine 
and you, you know, you don't have some big spiel or some big uh, skit to put on to make them remember you. I think that it, it is isn't it isn't false, but it can be. For me, no, I don't think it could ever be because I, I like I said, I don't think that far ahead. Um, but it, I guess it can be, which is why first impressions aren't always right. So I think it, it, there's so many things that you, I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of people that will say no first impressions like you know, you have one chance to make a first impression and that's it, uh, which is true, but I don't think that it's so black and white. Okay, so I have a, I have a few different views on this one segment. Um, I do believe in first impressions, but I, th I feel like if, if we were walking down the hallway and we see Celeste and I don't know Celeste and you're like, oh, hi, you know, this is Celeste. I don't really count it as a first impression as long as she takes the time to actually like, shake my hand or whatever it is, um, the only time I take that, that short of a interaction as an actual first impression is if I meet somebody, like if we're at the Europa in, in 10, day, uh, 10 days, 11 days, whatever it is, and somebody brings somebody over and they're talking to everybody and the guy's like, oh, by the way, you know, this is Stax and the dude either doesn't take the time to reach out and shake my hand or if he's like, oh yeah, and either if he shakes my hand and he literally tries to crush it and then doesn't even look me in the eye, then you don't get a first impression. So, but then that is your first impression. Well, that's, that's when I'll take it as a first impression. And but, even, if, but even if, now that I'm thinking about it more, sorry, even if she shook your hand and it wasn't like super memorable, it was a dead you, fish. you remember that, that she shook your hand and you didn't get like a bad, a bad impression from that first encounter. Yes, I mean, I used to be very bad about the like judging on a first impression, and I've tried to adjust that over time to, but there are certain things that you can do on a first time that I meet you that until you prove me wrong, it gives me the feeling of like, I'd rather punch you in the face than talk to you again. Right, it's like a vibe. Yeah, no, I get that, I, I agree with that. And I'm usually pretty accurate with those, like, so, in, so in it with a handshake, I think it's super important. And I, I think it's a weird, like, misogynistic thing where men are so big on handshakes and women aren't. I don't, that's just, like, my kind of overall opinion of it. But I'm very big on handshakes because I think that it, you're asserting, you know, confidence with how you shake someone's hand. And so in the, in the wrestling world, it's a super weird weird thing but when you every time you obviously when you meet somebody for the first time you have to shake their hand but every time you walk into a building whether you know every single person in there and there's a hundred people in there you have to shake their hand and you have to shake their hand when you leave and so there's certain body we're kind of getting away from like the topic but it's interesting with handshakes there's a certain um, there, it's like a, a, a language that's spoken like through the hand. So say if I was um, meeting a new wrestler, like someone that just came in, um, just got signed or whatever, and it was like their first day, and I was like an asshole or I was trying to assert dominance or whatever, um, when they would approach me, because if you're new, you have to approach everyone, introduce yourself, shake their hand. If you know they approached me, introduced themselves, shook my hand, and I wanted to be like a dick, I would squeeze their hand really tight. Mm -hmm. That would mean that I'm I'm stiff in the ring, like I'm going to kind of like, I'm not gonna go easy on you, yep. or I'm not gonna 
you know, it's, I'm, I'm stiff, basically. Um, so if I, and if I shake their hand very lightly in the wrestling world, that is a sign of respect. That means I'm gonna take care of you in the ring. I'm gonna like protect your body. So, and then like obviously something down the middle is just like a general like, hey, how are you? You know, like you, there's not, not too much to read into, but it's such a like crazy, um, in the like, you know, pro wrestling world, the, the first impression of a handshake is so important. And it's like, you can tell a lot about how somebody like, how they work in the ring, their ring style, or if they're an asshole, or if they're super nice. They're like, hey, I don't know you, but I'm gonna take care of you in the ring if we ever work together. So I always, there, it's like a weird unwritten rule that you just kind of like have to catch on to. Um, and it's uh, considered super disrespectful if you don't shake someone's hand and you're in the same building and you haven't said hello to each other, even if you know each other. It's really weird. Um, so I like have this habit of always shaking somebody's hand. I prefer it over hugs. <laughs> Like, That's I'll cool. hug, like, my friends, obviously, but, um, like, I'm not super big on meeting somebody for the first time and they, like, want to hug. Like, it's, like, uncomfortable to me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm trying to gauge what you want or how you are, but I can't do it off a hug. My boobs are kind of touching you. I don't like this. Um, <laughs> and there's also the really... That, that awkward ass-out hug. I was just going to say that. Like, the t really exaggerated, like, 10 inches out are, I, like, how far, I don't know how far your hips would be from each other, but, like, a yard, like... Those are funny. I love those. The intentional. I was actually quoting um, Wedding Crashers. The awkward ass out. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, but my other twist on this is how I, and it's how I took it, looking at the impression and the quote that they used. I wasn't taking this as that kind of impression as far as like a first impression, although I liked where you went with it. Um, I was taking it as if you're going to do something, do it right. Like, if, because it said, you know, if you're going to write something, write something worth reading. If you're going to draw something, draw, you know, draw something worth looking at. Um, that to me, you know, talks about social media, talks about everything in life. Like, if you're going to put up something, put up something that people want to look at. If you're going to create something, create something that people are going to want to buy. You know, don't half ass what you're doing, which kind of goes along with everything else that we've talked about because, you know, wasting time learning mistakes and then when the impression is the final thing that you're putting out uh, which is the last thing on the list and the impression is you know do people like what you did or is it shit and that's also yeah. is like you have to be able to you have to be able to accept if it is shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying like oh, yeah. that's like we've talked about before on social media like if you the content you're putting out isn't not getting your following isn't growing or it's not getting likes or people are not receptive to it then change it because it's mm -hmm. shit or it's shit compared to like the other people that are in your industry or the people that you're trying to compete with or be like mm -hmm. on social or I mean in general like if you don't get a good response from something okay let's go back to the drawing board that was a mistake let me learn from it and then next time put out something that's worth listening to or worth watching or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess uh, that is like the biggest takeaway is like is um, putting all of those together and then like the biggest thing is like what kind of impression are you going to make on people? Um, and then I, I think also we were going to talk a little bit about uh, if we have any tips to be better prepared or that go along with any of the stuff that we talked about um, personally that worked for us. I would say as far as the like the time wasting one. I said what mine was, it, if you're, especially if you're a student and I've tried to carry this sense, if you have something to do, don't wait. Like, 
I played college basketball for our team. I was a trainer in the fitness facility. I had the keys to the fitness facility. I also ran the intramurals. I trained Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, and I worked at the local like nightclub, whatever you want to call it, as a uh, DJ and a bouncer. So I had a lot of stuff going on, and if my professor gave me a piece of homework to do, to do or an assignment that had to be done in, say, even two weeks, I tried getting it done before Friday because I knew that I had plenty of stuff going on all weekend and then I didn't want to do it. And then if I waited two weeks, it was gonna, I was going to probably put the same amount of time into it. But you know what is like, I know for me, I overthink stuff all the time. And so if I applied that method and did it way before it was due, I know I would keep going back and being like, oh, I could make this better. I have so much time. I can make this better. And then I would obsess over it. So I just know that's my personality, and that's probably... You need to get K-I-S-S tattooed onto your index finger, so every time you look down, you just look at it. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Nobody, nobody knows what the acronym K-I-S-S is. You and your acronyms and abbreviations, your abbreviations. <laughs> I've never really? heard that one. Anybody, on, anybody listening, please tell me you know what K-I-S-S is. Just tell us. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it keep it simple, comma, stupid? Or no, simple, no. stupid. Like Keep simple it simple, death. stupid. I don't know if I like that. I mean, I think that would help me a lot in life. <laughs> but I know myself and I always, because um, like if I wait till last minute and I do it and like I put all of my shit, like all of my effort into it and like all of my creativeness and then I'm like, okay, dude, that's it. I have to turn it in. But if I do it right away, every single day I'm going to go back to it or it's going to be on my mind and then I'm gonna be like, okay, what? Yeah, but worst case scenario, if... If that was the case and you did do it early and then you went back and made it better and better and better, then like my school was pretty big on a bell curve and I fucked it up for my classmates a lot. And I'm telling you right now, I usually did everything within like 48 hours of receiving the assignment. Like if I had a game that night, I obviously wouldn't do it. I would wait until I got back and do it the next day. But like I literally graduated like a 3.92. You're so not a Libra. Everything early. Libras are lazy. No, Lazy they're, they're balanced. They are balanced, but that is one of their bad qualities. Um, but like if I if I had looked at it and kept making it better, or like say you didn't like your first one, but then you had two weeks to make it better, you probably had a better some whatever you did, you probably would have turned it in better than waiting until the last thirty minutes. No, if that's what you point. actually did. It is. No, that's a great point. But if you just did it the first time and then never looked at it it still would have been the same thing as if you waited till the last minute and got stressed about it. I don't know. I think, no, I think that's very valid. But in some cases, some people work better under pressure, under the thumb. I th in, I, well, I, think I put the pressure on myself. That's what I, I mean, did. Well, that's the difference then. But oh, I mean, all right. I have some tips. <laughs> you guys can go back and talk <laughs> about this for another We're hour. Like, but wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me... I usually, I like to have a schedule book. I've had a schedule book for years. I always write down the shit that I need to get done in my book. And then additionally on the side, I create myself another list of tasks that I need to get done. And I just check them off. And that is always what works for me. Lists. Done. Amanda and her lists. It works. She's the list queen. Oh, what did she get mad at? Uh, the Instagram account? The Oh, Grammar Girl. <laughs> oh, oh no I didn't get mad at it I I just wish I created like, why it why was that not me first because you are a grammar girl um wait it's an Instagram account isn't it I thought it was a oh, website I it was an article yeah it like, an I thought article? it was a website it's a, yeah. it's a name of an article yeah, yeah. 
We could, or like that's like the website. That's a website, right? Because you look something yeah. up. Yeah. We'll wait them out. Yeah, you guys were arguing like back and forth about something. We'll wait them out. Something that I knew. Yeah, something that you knew and you like insisted. So you're like, you know what? Just look it up. <laughs> Just look it up and prove me wrong. Uh, what you know, we'll wait last minute until uh, we can buy the URL, and then when theirs <laughs> runs out, we'll like just watch it. I'll have the a clock. link from Celestial Bodies page <laughs> <laughs> to Grammar Girl. Um, let's do it. Okay, Boosh, do you have any tips? Even though it seems like you don't have your shit together. I'm just I'm kidding. I'm just prepared. Kidding. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any tips for anybody, uh, other college students that you've maybe learned on the way? Because aren't you a senior? Yeah. Okay. Well, one time I did procrastinate too long, and then it kind of like bit me in the ass about it, because I literally was like supposed to write something, and of course I waited to the last minute, literally watching the clock go down, like to the time you could submit it. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just gonna copy and paste it. Maybe she won't check. Oh, she God, checked, that's like, not a good tip. Uh, plagiarism. Yeah. No, it is a good tip because it's like it's don't saying, do it. Don't <laughs> yeah, do, do it. it. <laughs> you know what though? I have a very proud, proud procrastination moment. Um, so I was in. Uh, the advanced placement classes in high school for like English and never math. I'm horrible at math, but um, like the English, yeah, the English, this the is history stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so I had the same teacher for two years. My the advanced placement English, English one, English two. It was my junior and senior year, and or whatever, whatever Englishes they were. And uh, she hated me because I made good grades, but I never did. I was like such a like fuck off, I guess. And um. I was just kind of kind of like a jock, and like I I was like was messing around in class, and but I made good grades, and like I I'm I'm uh, writing as a passion of mine, and so I would always turn in really good stuff, um, not with great grammar, so I would get, but she never <laughs> really ca counted against grammar. It was more about like the creativity or the content. Anyway, so we had this project, and it was a super abstract thing, and it was I can't even remember what the project was, but I literally waited to the last day, and it was like a huge part of our semester grade, so I had this. I don't even, rem it would help if I remembered what the project was, but it was, it kind of gave you any option to do this, um, to create this, uh, I, whatever it was, to create this um, symbolic thing for whatever we were reading or discussing. And so I had this uh, styrofoam head that I, uh, like you would use in like beauty school, you put a wig on, but it was completely white styrofoam and I had took it from uh, like a warehouse where my dad worked for something and like he let me have it even though he probably wasn't supposed to. And I just had it sitting in my house, and I was like, hmm. So I took, I I took Chinese newspapers, I don't ask me why I had Chinese newspapers, and I cut them into strips, and I paper macheed them like super weird and artsy all over the head and covered the entire thing, and, sh and then wrote uh, like these quotes or something on it, and it was like, it looked super cool, and I turned it in, and she kept it. She was like, this is the best project of like the class of like, and I was like, I made that last night at like midnight. <laughs> so procrastination is not always good, but sometimes like, that's what I'm saying is sometimes your best ideas come from uh, super under pressure moments. But I'm not saying that works every time, but it is my, it's my proud procrastination moment. So I'm a bad influence. <laughs> um, all right, does anybody have anything else to add about old Benji Franklin? Besides uh, uh. all about the Benjamin comment? No. I, say, I think that was all I had. Um, everyone that's listening, please make sure you share this with your friends. Make sure you are subscribed if you are listening on iTunes. Um, we, as Sluss said, we have the Phoenix Europa coming up. It is the 14th and 15th, mm -hmm. um, so 11 days from now in Phoenix, obviously. Uh, there is the Strong Camp, which is the first weekend of November in South Florida. It's at Pump Fit. 
Then we have Nationals, which is the 20th and 21st. Anybody? Oh so. Don't miss us. Or give me two seconds, and I will tell you what day it is. It is the, sorry, she's right. It's the 17th and 18th, so it's a Friday and Saturday in Miami. And then we are going to be at the BMW Marathon in Dallas. Uh, Dallas. And that is the 9th and 10th or 8th and 9th? 9th of December. Um, just pay attention to our social media. Yeah. Um, so uh, really quick, though, I had one thing to add, and I know all of us were talking about it briefly before we started, is uh, our prayers uh, or whatever we want to put out, our positive thoughts are uh, going out to everyone in Vegas. We were just there for the Olympia, and what happened was super tragic. And I saw something really cool. My brother actually sent it to me today. Uh, today's October 3rd, which is uh, Mean Girls Day because uh, it's like a big part of the movie. Aaron Samuels asked Caddy, <laughs> Katie, what date is, and she says it's October 3rd, so it's like it's Mean, it's mean Girls Day. Anyways, so the cast of Mean Girls reunited today to, um, to ask fans to donate to the shooting uh, victims in Vegas. Very cool. Oh, so wow. I thought that was really cool of them on their day to use that social media attention to bring yeah. a positive light or, you know, bring some compassion to uh, Las Vegas. So, wow. happy Mean Girls Day, October 3rd. <laughs> Who's going to shut that off? 